0: Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not what. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dogster. Presented by BetMGM. <laughs>
1: Top of the hour here on The Daily Zip. I'm Chelsea Messenger. He is Michael Jenkins. We've got a great hour of content coming your way if you stick with us. In this segment, we'll look at which NFL teams are going to make it a December to remember and which teams are going to be left out in the cold. Looking at the biggest games with the biggest playoff implications this week in the NFL. And then next segment, it's on to the NBA. After the whirlwind that was the NBA in season tournament, how do we approach betting on plain old regular season games? Can Anthony Davis actually be trusted to play the entire game now that a championship is not on the line, then it's seven forty, it's teaser Tuesday. I will give you my favorite teaser legs, uh, for this week's NFL slate. And Jenks is going to tell me who ruins my teaser. Uh, Jenks, we had a very interesting discussion on Patrick Mahomes yesterday. They did pretty mm-hmm. well on social media. And I feel like when you have a conversation that is based on like the character of a player, cause you know, that's yeah. kind of what we are getting at with Patrick Holmes. We are not talking about his ability. We are not talking mm-hmm. about like the X's and O's of the plays, but simply how he reacted in a moment. And I always feel like celebrities, athletes, really famous people follow this trajectory. Where for the longest time, it is a steady climb to the top. And then Mm -hmm. they get so famous that people try to tear them down. Now, I will say that Patrick Holmes kind of brought this on himself 100%. But do you think he is at that point where he will start to fade from, you know, being one of the more likable quarterbacks in the NFL? Because right now we're seeing him on just about every commercial and I'm starting to get tired of seeing his face it's nothing personal it's just like I don't need to hear about my homes and my auto anymore like we get it you guys you know are selling insurance it's fine get the bag but do you believe in this trajectory when celebrities or whoever get super famous that eventually people will try to tear them down
0: oh yeah I'm I'm sort of surprised at the number of people that i've seen at least on my feed who after posting this yesterday who are just sick of patrick mahomes or who are tired of him or who think he's a baby or whatever i've heard i've heard a lot of nasty (laughs) stuff i've heard a lot of you know very measured comments those are rare but i was sort of stunned by it because i thought calling patrick mahomes out For what i think was a pretty obvious penalty i didn't think was a big deal but for a lot of people it's like they were waiting just Mm -hmm. waiting for patrick mahomes to make a mistake and again i said it yesterday when i was talking about this i do like patrick mahomes but also you know how it is when someone is massively popular when everything has gone their way when they have this perfect image there are people just waiting and they are just waiting to say wait till this guy screws up and I'm going to pounce and I kind of think that's what we're seeing and also part of it is part of the shock here is that this is so unlike him and no matter who you are in in the media it, you could be some sort of celebrity no one is perfect everyone has their moments but these images are crafted where the only time we've really seen Patrick Mahomes is when he's in a commercial it's when we've seen him after a game after a win very likable and he does a ton of stuff in his community so we've really never seen a side of him like this so I think that's part of it and then also like you were mentioning part of it is people who don't like the Chiefs or don't like Patrick Mahomes, because I'm sure there are people out there were just waiting and biding their time until they could jump on something like this.
1: Yeah, I was surprised the comments that we saw from so many mm-hmm. people, cause I thought more people would de- be defending him and it wasn't really the case. Like, most of the comments were like, oh, my gosh, he's a spoiled brat. He's a crybaby, which I don't think is the case. Like, it is one moment. One moment is certainly not going to define Patrick Mahomes' character and, you know, years of good behavior that we have seen in the NFL. But what's shocking to me is people are saying, well, he's never faced adversity. He's lost a Super Bowl. He was terrible in the Super Bowl that he lost. Like, he was running backwards. I think it was one of the worst games Mm -hmm. of his career. So the fact that he didn't really act like that after that game and the fact that he's acting like this now, do you think he has become more spoiled over time or do you think this is just pent up frustration that eventually it was going to come out somehow?
0: I think it's probably both. And I will say this. There is a difference in adversity that you face. Losing a Super Bowl is brutal. But you're still playing in the Super Bowl. So Correct. if you look at the at the course of his career, and this was, I think, a huge problem for Robert Griffin III, and I, I made this very point back in the day when he was trying to make it for the Redskins before they were the Commanders, is that at every level he had played, he had been a star. The same thing for Patrick Mahomes, right? He was a stud in high school, could play football, could play baseball. He went to Texas Tech balls out there, he comes to the Chiefs, he's an immediate star. And his biggest adversity I think he has faced is losing a Super Bowl. The best of the best lose Super Bowls. Tom Brady lost his Super Bowl. Not every quarterback does, but what I'm saying is if your biggest adversity is, yeah, I lost in the biggest game on the planet, that's a pretty good run. And now for the first time in his career, it's, oh, we might not make it to the big game. Or we might struggle in the playoffs, or we just don't know how good we are. But 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 one thing that Patrick Mahomes does know is we're, we're not as good as we used to be, and he knows it. And this is the first time he's having to deal with that frustration, and I kind of think it's coming out, and and it makes it worse that he's had so much success. So I think there is something to that.
1: I also think it's something that he can't control, because when it was the Super yeah. Bowl, it was him. Like, and I think he knew that, you know, he had a really mm-hmm. bad game and it was something where he could look in the mirror and say, okay, maybe I can get better. And maybe this is something I can fix. But when he's probably looking at the situation in Kansas city, I don't think he has a ton of control because do you think he has made a stink to the front office about getting more receivers yet? Like, I'm sure he said something yeah. as somebody who is making that much money, you would think that he has some say over what moves are made. And mm-hmm. I think this is where we get into like Aaron Rodgers territory. Remember when people are pointing the finger at him and saying, oh, he's a diva because he wants to bring in all of his guys. Uh, but now I'm starting to get it. Like, even if Patrick Mahomes doesn't have, quote, his guys, he just needs somebody that's not ruining games for him. So I'm wondering yes. what those talks are like behind closed doors.
0: It's a good point. When your concern is, I need you to catch the ball. I need you to <laughs> line basic. up correctly. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. And honestly, I think it's why it's it's partially why he's so defensive when it comes to his relationship mm-hmm. with Travis Kelsey and why he went on that rant about how this is gonna affect Travis Kelsey's Hall of Fame candidacy, which was really bizarre, which <laughs> of course is not true. Is that Travis Kelsey, A, they they're they're tight and they've won titles together, but B, From a dependability standpoint, Patrick knows this is the only guy on the receiving roster that I can trust, Travis. He's the only guy that I know is going to play at a level that I expect. And so automatically, when you consider their history and that factor as well, then you're going to be even more protective. It's all sort of coming to a head, and I will be interested to see. I think he probably pulls it together, the Chiefs will be okay, but he is going to, this is, the new, this is the new Kansas City Chiefs, and things can and will change. We know that, and I'm not a huge salary cap guy, but also Patrick Mahomes is getting paid a ton of money, and a lot of times that will hamstring who else you can bring in. Remember Tom Brady at the end of his career would restructure his contract so that he would have, he would allow his franchise the financial ability to, or the, I guess, the maneuverability to bring in other guys to help the team. And at some point, maybe Patrick Mahomes will have to do that as well.
1: Yeah, it just feels like the new normal in Kansas City. Yeah. Which I haven't uttered that phrase since, like, COVID, when people are like, this is the new normal. (laughs) The new normal. God, I don't miss that. All right, so let's get to the (laughs) NFL slate this week and see what narratives are afloat and which teams were ready to buy back in on or sell high. Uh, So, Jenks, when you look at the slate, we already have some line Mm -hmm. movement in some of these games. Broncos-Lions, this one was Lions-line three and a half. Now it's up to five for a Broncos team that, Mm. you know, has looked pretty solid. And then you look at the Jets-Dolphins game. Of course, we would expect some line movement after the Dolphins lost outright last night to the Titans And the Jets, you know, just won a a big game against the Texans or at least a big game for the Jets uh, in a season that doesn't mean a ton. So that line went from minus 12, Dolphins land 12, to Dolphins laying nine and a half now. So clearly some buyback on the Jets. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing anything on the slate that kind of catches your eye and saying like, okay, this is a game I want to bet on or this is a game that I am staying far, far away from?
0: One thing that I think is interesting is that Lions game that you talked about where the spread moved from three and a half to Lions minus five. And I need to look at it because I like the way the Broncos are playing. Also, the total seems high to me. 46 and a half seems a little bit too high, particularly when you're talking about that Broncos defense. But someone pointed this out yesterday, and I think it's something to look at. And I don't normally look at splits like this, but it's indoors versus outdoors especially when it involves Jared Goff. And apparently Jared mm-hmm. Goff, when you look at his numbers outdoors, he really struggles in the cold or he really struggles in the elements. You get him in a dome and you get him at home and he's so much better. So remember we were talking earlier in the season that Jared Goff was playing sort of like an MVP. His numbers were unbelievable those who've taken a drop over the past few weeks, part of that is playing outside. So I think if you're looking at the splits here, maybe that explains why that line has moved. I would say I kind of like the Broncos here, but I need to take a deeper dive into why this has moved a point and a half for a Lions team that is struggling right now. Maybe it's just a good by low point.
1: Maybe, but I think the problem is you really want to trust the Lions defense uh, defense has yeah. given up at least 26 points. In four straight games, gave up 38 to the Chargers, 26 to the Bears, uh, 29 to the Packers, 28 to the Saints, and then most recently Oof. to the Bears, gave up 28 in a, um, in a loss. Is that correct? Yeah. Wait, that can't be right. Did they lose to the Bears? Am I seeing this correctly?
0: What, the Lions? Yeah, they I just thought did. they won yeah. that game. No, they lost to the bears.
1: Oh, 28, 13. Hmm. I knew that the bears played well, but I thought the lions came back. So that's my B on that. But still the bottom line is the defense has not been super trustworthy. So I think that is maybe something you look at here, especially when you're getting five points. Do we see mm-hmm. this line moving anymore? Cause obviously if it gets to six, I'm going to be real interested in the Broncos.
0: Yeah, I would be as well. I, I kind of like Denver here and I know that the lions gave up all those points to the bears, but the Broncos still don't move the ball much. And that Broncos defense is really good. I don't know. I I would lean towards the under here and the Broncos have been an under team, I believe for most of the season, but I'm like you, if this gets to six, I think you take a hard look at Denver and full credit to the way they're playing. Denver looked like they were in for a disaster of a season. And you may not like Sean Payton, I'm not necessarily one of his biggest fans. Russell Wilson has looked bad early on, but he's playing decent football right now. His numbers are pretty good. And Sean Payton has turned that thing around. And it's all relative, right? The Broncos are not going to go on some incredible playoff run. But considering how they looked early in this season, they have gotten better and shown improvement. And I think that's due to their head coach. So I will look at the Broncos, especially if it gets a six.
1: I think there's several teams on the slate this week where I'm looking at them, and maybe they're Mm -hmm. a decent team, but I don't know if I want to trust them as favorites. There are several teams that kind of fit this bill. The Bengals laying three and a half against the Vikings. We know the Vikings' offense is an absolute mess, but I'm not sure if I want to buy into Cincinnati as favorites here. Jake Browning's been a great story, but laying three and a half, that's when I start to get nervous. Same goes with the Colts. The Colts laying three against the Steelers. Same scenario. The Steelers offense is terrible, but not sure if I want to buy into the Colts as favorites. And then here's an interesting one. The Browns laying three at home to the bears. Are we believers in what the bears have been doing lately? Cause I'll say they've looked much better.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're asking me if I'm a believer in the Chicago bears. This is not. Oh, my God. We got. Well, we're going (laughs) to have to wait until next time. There's the music. I got to say. Woo. Woo. That was close.
1: Still, maybe (laughs) they can keep it within three. That's a key number. All right. Coming back from the break. NBA plays tonight in the association.
2: Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL network.
1: And we are back thanks for tuning in on this tuesday edition of the daily tip chelsea messenger he's michael jenkins in this segment we'll do our best to handicap some regular season nba games and listen that kind of strikes fear into my heart because i'm not sure whose best effort we will be getting tonight looking at you anthony davis uh but we'll do our best Jinx. Uh, every once in a jinx, will or excuse me, my husband will throw out a stat that I'm pretty sure he made up and present it as fact. And he's like, okay. "Well, I saw it on TikTok," and I'm like, "Sweetie, that doesn't mean it's great information." <laughs> and he said this: He said, "Sitting for three hours is as bad as smoking six cigarettes." So, Chelsea, while you're doing your show, you might as well be smoking since you're sitting there for three straight hours. And I said, Jake, what? I don't think that's how it goes. I think there is something to being sedentary, you know, being as bad as smoking. But yes. like, do you think this is taking years off my life? The fact that I'm sitting here for three hours?
0: Yeah, that's why I think you should be smoking right now. You should <laughs> fire one up and just let it ride. What's the difference? I Well, here's what I would say. I don't think it's taking years off your life as long as you balance things out by exercising which you do like you're a very athletic person and so I you work out on a regular basis you eat right so Yeah, it's not ideal to sit in one place for hours at a time. That's why they have standing desks. That's why you always see advice columns like, hey, take a break every 20 minutes and get up and move around, which I kind of do anyway, because I have nervous energy and I'm like, I need need to move for a little bit. But it's probably not great for you. But do I buy the idea that sitting down for six hours is like smoking six (laughs) cigarettes? No, I do not. I don't know where Jake got that, but please pass along that book of information because I would love to read these facts.
1: Oh, it's TikTok. And they don't refer to anything. They just say it and they don't like have any references. Like this is the problem. People don't understand that if you don't have any like work cited, like we're just supposed to believe you like source. Trust me, bro. That's what they all say. So I don't, oh. I'm trying to teach him, you know, where to get valid information from. But I always think about this because early in my career, when I was a sports reporter, you know, for a TV station, I had to mm-hmm. carry all of my own gear and I had to lug it around, shoot all of these games. And I was in, in great shape. It was so easy to stay in great shape because I was so yeah. active. Now I am sitting, you know, just perched in my chair for three hours Do you think it's tougher to, I think this is like kind of something that's like a microcosm of life as well. Do you think Mm -hmm. it is tougher to be motivated and hungry the more successful you get? Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it was so easy for me to stay in shape, to save money and to be motivated at the start of my career. And Mm -hmm. the more successful you get, It's similar to me you know sitting in this chair and having it very easy do you get what i'm saying here
0: yes well for me it depends on i guess what facet of life we're talking about when it comes to work i'm still hyper motivated so i still prepare like i've always prepared which is over preparing and making sure that i'm ready to go as much as i can be each and every day when it comes to my body i was working out for a while and I crack my rib. And also, it's harder to stay in shape when you're older. That's one thing that's harder to control because mm-hmm. I, like, I have arthritis in my arm. Like, it's terrible. It sucks. <laughs> so And it's like when you're younger, you don't think about things like this. So, yeah, I can lift to a point, but I have to inject my thighs once a month with these big needles. So that sucks. So that makes it more difficult. And then when you're talking – and also – Then you get older and let's say you're a gym rat. You're someone who you're you're a very good athlete. You were awesome at NC State. You're a swimmer. And now you have a child to take care of. Now you have a morning show. Mm -hmm. So trying to manage different things that you didn't have to manage when you were younger, including a child or children, of course, adds an added layer of challenges ahead of you. So I understand why in certain areas, things that used to come easy or used to be easy are much more difficult now because life takes you down paths that you don't anticipate. And then all of a sudden you're here and you're like, well, this wasn't a part of my plan.
1: Yeah. Now I have wrinkles and we are in a visual medium, like at least yes. for part of our show. And I'm like, Damn. I'm going to have to do something extra to try and cover all of these wrinkles that I'm now getting. So you have arthritis, I have wrinkles. We all got our problems. Uh, how about the NBA? Uh, what kind of problems are we <laughs> foreseeing on the slate tonight in the association? Uh, it's lo- it's looking like a small slate, only a few games tonight. Let's start with the Cavs and the Celtics. We've got the Celtics laying nine and a half, probably because the, the Cavs played last night. Total of 223 and a half whenever I see the Celtics as big favorites immediately I kind of think twice and say okay this is Mm -hmm. a team last year that was terrible in this spot but this year there's been some great spots for the Celtics as big Mm -hmm. favorites so nine and a half is this a number that you're willing to lay with the Celtics or do you think the Cavs can keep it close here
0: I guess I guess I'll lay it you mentioned it I, I I do think this number is reflective of the fact that the Cavaliers played last night Lost Mm -hmm. last night. I should have played that game because I was on the Magic. That was my lane. And, of course, I don't play if they win. But this is a Boston team that will be plenty rested. So you got a Cavaliers team that will be playing for the second time in 24 hours. Boston hasn't played since Friday. And we're seeing that a lot tonight because everyone kind of got the weekend off for the IST celtics have won six of seven they're seven and three against the number this season at the garden so based on that alone it's a big number i'm not crazy about it but i would lay it with boston
1: the rest definitely makes a difference to me here the fact that Mm -hmm. boston has had multiple days off like you said last time they played was december 8th and plus in this situation when they've been big favorites it's kind of been hit or miss, but in the recent stretch, they've actually been pretty good as seven or more point favorites covering in three of their last four tries. So maybe that's the way to go for the Celtics. Uh, looking at a line kind of similar to this last time around against the Knicks, I think both of us kind of like the Knicks getting some points there, but wasn't the case. The Celtics beat on beat up on them pretty badly, 133-123. to 123. So maybe the Celtics... Truly are the play here. Let's go down the list to the Lakers and the Mavericks. Uh, Mavericks coming off the back-to-back here. And the Lakers, road favorites, point and a half favorites here. Total of 235 and a half. I was trying to look at some spots for props, and this is actually Mm -hmm. a good one, because the Mavs are a team that gives up a lot of rebounds to opposing centers. But now the question is, The Lakers are a team that can be really hard to trust in the regular season because they have all the old guys. Anthony Davis, street clothes Davis. You never know if he's (laughs) playing. You never know if he's going to tweak his uh, back in the second Uh. quarter. And the same goes for LeBron. So in college football, we would call this like a letdown spot. Do you think Mm -hmm. this is a letdown spot for the Lakers coming off an in-season tournament championship?
0: I was thinking about that. So how do you look at this? Because I think there are two ways to look at it, right? Is it a letdown spot or is the opposite true where now the Lakers have some momentum and they can keep it going and start making a move in the Western Conference? And I don't know. I tend to think that maybe, maybe it's a letdown spot. That kind of feels like there'll be some adrenaline that is pulled back. All right. They won the IST. That's what I call it, by the way. It's just me. Some people call it the in-season tournament. Some people call it the NBA Cup. I like to call it the IST. What a great abbreviation. I, yes, I, I, I that's sort of my handicap here, where you can get the Mavericks at plus money. Yes, the Mavericks played last night and got the win over the Grizz, but... Don't you believe that the Lakers, they'll sort of revert to the team that we saw before tournament play and kind of take a little bit of a step back? So I'd take Mavericks' money line here.
1: I think that's probably the route that I would look at, but also the Mavericks are coming off a of back-to-back. So it just feels like landmines yeah. everywhere you look when trying to bet on this game. Should be noted that I believe Kyrie Irving is still out for the Mavericks. In the short term, It is has meant that Luka Doncic has really taken over the scoring. He's had some massive games uh, as of late and it's kind of reflected in his points prop. It's 34 and a half tonight, but some of these numbers, you know, aren't high enough. You look at his point totals over the last four games, 35, 32, 40, 36 and 41. Do you think the fact that it is a back-to-back and also the fact that he's kind of had to carry the load for his team does that make you nervous playing the Mavericks here? Somebody, a team that really has to rely on Luca to fill up the stat sheet?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. I, if he's going to carry the load and he's going to have to, I wonder what his points prop is set at. Do we have a 34 number? and a half. What, 34 and a half did you say? Okay. Mm. Yeah, I like the over air. Why not? You're at home. Which I always think if you're on your home court, it's maybe a bit of an advantage. You'd have to look at the splits there to maybe get the exact exact numbers there. But I don't think Kyrie is going to play, and we know that's not necessarily a deep Mavs team. I will say this, though. If you're looking for a sabotage factor, the one thing the Lakers do very well, and it's one of the reasons why they won the IST, is that they're a very good defensive team. They're in the top 10 of a lot of defensive metric categories in the NBA. So that might be the one thing that holds you back a little bit. Ultimately, though, if you're the Mavericks, if you're going to win this game, Lucas has got to have a big game. So I don't mind it.
1: Also, like you said, the splits are definitely in the favor of taking the over. He is averaging four more points a game when playing at home this year, averaging 34.1 points per game. So that is why the number is so high probably built into it there let's go out west we've got warriors and Suns swearing off and the line in this one we've got the suns like three and a half points total of 233 and a half this has been a very meh warriors team this year just 10 and 12 straight up the suns come in at 12 and 10 so we're looking at a short number here and i know that the warriors have had problems but do you trust the suns in this spot Because they've got some injuries on their injury list that could be worth monitoring. Kevin Durant is questionable. Bradley Beal is supposed to play. But I've seen this story before. Mm -hmm. Haven't we seen this where they say, oh, Bradley Beal's going to play tonight. And then he doesn't. I feel like this game is unbettable for that reason.
0: I would bet on the Warriors if I'm going to bet on any team here. The Warriors are such a mental pretzel, as you like to say, Chelsea. What was mm-hmm. it last year? They were the worst team against the spread away from home, but they were ballers at home in Golden State, and now it's just the opposite, so they're great on the road. Like 8-3 and three against the number away from Golden State. That's third best in all of the NBA. It's a clip of more than 72%. However, with the Suns, it, this is a team I never want to bet on. Who's going to play? Kevin Durant, Larry Nance. Tom Chambers, Kevin Johnson, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is probably going to end up playing five years in Phoenix and playing a total of seven games. Is he ever going to suit up for these guys? So I would lay it with the Warriors. I don't want to bet on this game, but I'm like you. With Phoenix, it is a total roll of the dice each and every single night. And it's hard enough to cap NBA. The last thing I need is not knowing who's going to play right up until game time i would not be surprised at all if bradley beal is supposed to play tonight and then what do we find out an hour before the game ah bradley Beal's sore back still out whatever it is whatever is ailing him today
1: yeah it doesn't feel like a game i want to bet on but i think you're right Mm-mm. the play would be golden state phoenix has also been really bad against the number as of late oh and five ats in their last five games speaking about covering woes The Nuggets have been one of those teams that have not been trustworthy against the spread. So far, uh, this season, a team that has not covered a ton of numbers. You look at their record, 9-14-1 ATS, despite a 15-9 and record. So tonight, they're on the road. They are road favorites against the Bulls, like 7.5. And and we're looking at a total of here of 218.5. Or 216 and a half, I guess, is what is posted over at BetMGM. We're seeing a little bit higher across the board. Is there anything mm-hmm. that stands out to you about this game?
0: No. That's why I made this a bro bet. Here is my bro bet for the NBA. Bro. Oh, look at my chair. Just sank. Look at that. <laughs> Let me get back up for this. <laughs> bro. Bro. Lay it with the Nuggets. You know they're the defending champs, right? They're the defending. Bro, just bet, bet the Nuggets. Chicago sucks, bro. Michael Jordan isn't coming through that door. Dude, oh, oh, oh they, they, they're 4-1 in their last five, so who are they beaten? Like Sacramento State? <laughs> bro, come on, man. Let's hit the gym. J- dude, dude, just just, bro, bet on like Joker to hit a triple-double. Like he does that like every night, bro. That's what I do. <laughs> also, I like Benny the Bull. That's the only thing I like about the Bulls is Benny the Bull, bro. He's hilarious. Let's go work out. That's my bet. Lay it with the nuggets. <sighs>
1: Uh, I don't think you can make a case for it though. Like if you're looking at the numbers, the nuggets have not been covering. I do think the trend to watch for the Bulls is Kobe White. Man, has he been impressive as of late, at least 23 points in four of the last five games. So as long as Zach Levine is out, Kobe White, maybe look at him for a points prop. Up next, it's teaser Tuesday. My best teaser legs, Jinx is gonna tell me who ruins my teaser. Uh, Off and running, hour two, uh, going here on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. I'm Chelsea Messner. He's Michael Jenkins. And this is a Teaser Tuesday. In a few minutes, we'll go over my favorite teaser legs in the NFL and give that way of betting a try. Jenks, what is the most creative way you have Mm -hmm. bet on games? Something that maybe you started doing? Because in the olden days... You could only Mm -hmm. bet on spreads, totals, win totals, futures. But now there are so many props, there are teasers, there are alternate spreads you can do, you can Mm -hmm. do all types of creative things. So when did you start kind of looking into these type of things and is there a creative way that you have kind of clung to when it comes to betting?
0: Well, I've definitely gotten more into player props And I I sort of think that you like you were mentioning, you sort of start with the basics, right? You look at smaller money line bets or spreads and totals and you kind of build out from there because if you're going to bet a player prop, I think you want to have an idea of how you think the game is going to go. Right. And. Once you have an out sort of an outlay of, OK, I think this is going to be a a lower scoring game or the Giants don't have a lot of weapons, for example. So I believe in this spot with the extra rest will probably hand it off to Saquon. OK, so let me look at a Saquon prop. Once you have a lay of the land, then you can say, all right, let me dig a little bit deeper and maybe I can find value on a player. I will say for me betting hockey that. You can look at first period bets, but I the three way money line is something that I love and that's not a sexy pick and a lot of people maybe don't like that. But I do think it's a nice way to if you really like a heavy favorite and especially if you want to go puck line as well. I, I get that and get yourself some plus money, but just like baseball a lot of hockey games are decided by a single goal so sometimes i think if you want to reduce the juice and yes there's some risk there then you can do that as well and so that's one of my more creative ways even though a lot of people would say well it's not too creative and i get that but that's probably what i would say
1: well i mean it is creative it's not the normal run of the mill money line bet it's some way where you are trying to skew the odds in your favor And that's the Mm -hmm. thing. I think the more options you have, the better of a chance that you have. And I think my advice to people who are just starting out in betting is if you watch a team and you know something very specific that they do, like I'm a Titans fan. And from watching all these games, I knew early on in the season, they were a team that the games always had a ton of field goals because their defense is really good in the red zone and their offense really struggled in the red zone. So I feel like you can manipulate things in your in your favor by taking something very specific because now you can bet on field goal props. So I think that is one way where I'm not saying it's leveling the playing field for everybody, but it just feels like the more specific you get, the better chance you have and winning some of these bets, as opposed to just playing NFL games on the spread. Because isn't that like the sharpest line in all of sports? NFL
0: spreads? Oh, no question. And oddly enough, I I feel like the NBA is harder to bet, at least for me personally. But when it comes to sharp numbers, I feel like the NBA has more variance because it can be all over the place. But man, if you're looking for numbers... that. Yeah, just so many points. So, But when you're talking about numbers that are spot on, then you're right. It is the NFL. I mean, yes, there are always outliers when it comes to that. But how many times have we seen the hook or a point or or just one number be the difference? Vegas gets exceptional at that as the season goes on.
1: And this is why I like doing teasers. Because you only play teasers in the sport where the lines and the spreads are the absolute sharpest. Like you're not going to be playing a teaser in basketball. When they're scoring 135 points, is it really valuable to be buying 5 points? No, it's not. <laughs> right. You want to be buying points in a situation where, you know, there's not going to be that many points scored. So I think that's the basis of teasers and why you could possibly get some value on playing with the fact that the NFL spreads are the sharpest of any sport. So let's do it. Let's go down the list this week in the NFL and see who ruins my teaser. That's right. It is a teaser Tuesday here on the Daily Tip. So I'm going to go down the list and give you my favorite teaser leg options. So let's start by believing and the Chicago Bears. Well, at least for them to keep it close with the Cleveland Browns. A uh, line in this game is Browns laying three. So we've got the Bears getting three in the normal spread. I'm going to bump it up to nine. I don't think the Bears are a great team, but I am seeing some flashes of, you know, at least being mediocre from their offense. I keep, I think they can keep it within nine. We know that Browns defense is really tough. But also, I think Joe Flacco, you know, prone to some mistakes as well. So I will take the nine there, although I will say that is my least favorite leg of my teaser. So that one's, you know, you can veto that one at the end if you like. Next up, we're going to go to the Rams, minus a half over the Commanders in L.A. The normal line of this one is six and a half. Jenks, you know the story with the Commanders. Mm -hmm. (sighs) it's been a tough season. Ron Rivera is on the hot seats. This is a Rams team. I think people are kind of forgetting about because they play out West uh, and a team that doesn't really have one of the big name quarterbacks that people kind of throw in the mix, but they still have Cooper cup. They still have Matt Stafford. So I will take them to win at home over the commanders. Next up, we're going to go to the Cowboys plus eight and a half at the bills. I was kind of shocked to see this line. Like I knew that the bills would be favored at home and we know that the Cowboys are much better when they play in Dallas, but still I think this is somewhat of an overreaction to the bills beating the chiefs. So I will gladly take eight and a half with the Cowboys and that will be the final leg of my teaser. So Jenks, you look at my teaser, we've got bears plus nine Mm -hmm. Rams minus a half and Cowboys plus eight and a half. Does this need to be a two leg teaser do the Bears need to be kicked out?
0: I don't know if they necessarily need to be kicked out, but we are talking about the Chicago Bears. Boy, I wish I had that music kicking in right about now, just like it did a couple segments ago when I had to talk about the Bears in just in time. Oh, it saved my <laughs> bacon, and now I'm looking, and I'm not even close. I got to actually talk about this. I would like it, and I will say, I was just looking this up. The Bears have not lost a game by more than nine points in their last five. So either they've won or they've covered that number. And Cleveland doesn't have an explosive offense. We know Mm -hmm. that. I I think this is your sabotage factor because it's still the bears. Things could fall apart. Nobody's going to be shocked if, you know, the bears just couldn't get anything going and the Browns win 14, three, whatever. But also aren't the Browns starting Joe Flacco at quarterback again? which is remarkable. Yeah. So I like it, but it is the Bears. It is a team that the Bears, I feel like, are fragile, right? Like you're carrying it around something. You're carrying around the Bears. You're carrying around a glass bear. And for the past five weeks, you have taken good care of that bear. But there is a possibility someone might run into you, and then you drop that bear, and you're like, oh, my God, what happened? The Bears lost by 20. So – that is the one team that i think could maybe ruin your teaser maybe
1: well i also like that game because the total is so low like i like taking yeah. teasers and games that i think the score is going to be low and doesn't that seem like it's going to be a low scoring game you see a total of 38 yeah. and a half but we have several games kind of like that and i looked at some of these other ones uh the titans my titans like two and a half against the texans pretty sure cj stroud is probably out that's why we have the texans getting points here but even with davis mills texans always play the titans close and that totals 37 and a half the lowest total of the week though is the falcons and the panthers the panthers are getting three but i don't think i can in good conscience put the panthers in anything at this stage in the game like do you think the panthers can be trusted to keep it within nine no i don't think so either
0: No, do not. I am waiting for the Panthers (laughs) to be relegated to the Mountain West. This is a really bad football team. Do not trust the Panthers. I don't care. I think you're right. I think you're right in that the Panthers should be able to keep this close. I don't see the Falcons taking it to them. How bad is Desmond Ritter, by the way? Double D's been saying this for a few years now. Wolf is right. Again, though. We are talking about a Panthers team. I don't think they're going to quit. This is a really, really bad football team. So there are plenty of games on the board where you could tease something, some sort of spread. Stay away from kryptonite. Stay away from that radioactive team in Carolina. Don't do it. Don't do it.
1: What do you make of that Cowboys-Bills line? Because I was going to ask you about that, but we Mm -hmm. didn't get to it last segment. Cowboys getting two and a half on the road at the Bills. Bills. Like I said, the Cowboys are always the play at home. But when they're on the road.
0: Bills. Let's go, Bills. I think the Bills are the right side. As as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, how many people are going to jump all over the Dallas Cowboys? Every week, doesn't there seem to be a hot team? We see this Mm -hmm. all the time. Or a team that everyone is talking about. And who was it last week? It was the Packers, right? I feel like. That are the Eagles. The Packers. Are the Eagles Eagles
1: getting points?
0: That that was the play last week, right? You're getting points with the Philadelphia Eagles? You're getting points? And I thought, okay, well, yes, that sounds great. In theory, it seems way too good to be true. And immediately, I like the Cowboys. Well, now... The situation has reversed. The Cowboys have won 15 straight at home. This game is on the road. The Cowboys are playing their best football of the season. Dak Prescott is your MVP. The Cowboys just whipped the Eagles, and now they're going into Buffalo. And yeah, Buffalo beat Kansas City, but they're barely over 500. This is when you play the Bills. And Buffalo will be motivated because this is a Bills team that still has a chance to make the playoffs. Now, they need to keep winning. And I don't believe they hold any of the tiebreakers. So they don't have a great chance, but they have enough of a chance for them to go out and play well. And you're under that key number of three. This is when you get on Buffalo.
1: I think so too. Uh, I will keep the Cowboys in my teaser though. Maybe they can keep it close. And I think this is an important stretch for Dak Prescott and his MVP case. Cause next three games or next two games, both on the road. So we shall see for Dak Prescott as well. All right, top of the hour is next here on The Daily Tip. P.J. Glasser uh, stopping by in the next hour. But first, our favorite straight-up plays in the NFL. That's next.
2: For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the Beck QL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.